Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. And she just, you probably, you know, you know all about narcissistic rage and she just lost it. She lost it and she just packed up my entire room that day and put it all in bin bags outside the house. Wow. Yeah, it, it was, it was a lot. And then I just, yeah, I just collected my stuff and went to stay at my dad's. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me, I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you, what makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story, what happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey my beautiful friend, do you suffer from depression? Symptoms of depression are not always obvious. You might feel constantly tired. You might be low in energy, 
low in motivation. You might have constant feelings of anxiety or worry, feelings of sadness or feeling constantly guilty about everything. If this sounds like you, take a look at Destroy Depression. It's a treatment plan that works regardless of your symptoms or your age. It's a totally drug-free, straightforward plan that explains everything you need to know about eliminating depression step by step. Destroy Depression helps you dominate your depression. It helps you take back control over your symptoms and it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee so you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about how Destroy Depression can help you because you really do deserve to live your life free from the symptoms of depression. Hey, my beautiful friends, welcome to the podcast. If you've ever struggled with someone in your life and it's just been confusing and weird and different to any other relationship and you can't quite put your finger on what's going on or why, this quick chat with mother wound coach Michaela Tyson might help. Michaela's mum had come from a very dysfunctional, enmeshed relationship with her own mother after her father died. And then she got married and had Michaela at a very young age, probably not really coping with any of this. And Michaela just remembers feeling a lot of guilt and responsibility for her mother. She also felt her mother resented her. And most of the time, it was all very subtle. And I know this myself from being around a narcissistic person and just not understanding that they were a narcissist. It's this feeling that you are just kind of going crazy because you feel in your body that something is wrong, but nobody else seems to be seeing it or reacting to the same things that you're seeing and feeling. And it's totally real. It's kind of like living in a parallel universe. Michaela describes her mum as a covert narcissist and that means it's not the narcissist who is big and loud and confident. It's low-key and yet highly manipulative all at the same time. She speaks of getting these microscopic doses of love and then as soon as she saw the love and as soon as she began to lean into that love, it's taken away again. And it's just living in a state of confusion. We pick the story up as I ask Michaela, when did she feel her most broken? And she's talking about how broken she felt as a new mum to her first child before she really understood the toxic relationship she was having with her own mum. For me, it was, I had a baby and I was a new mum and I was just completely incapable of being what she needed me to be because of everything that had kind of come up and just I was just completely lost and yeah broken at that point like I just felt like I couldn't be what she needed me to be and my husband I, I couldn't be what he needed me to be and I was just in a really really dark place for a, for a couple of years yeah and 
So was that just a continuation through from childhood through to your 20s or whenever it was that you had your baby you were just were you depressed during that time or was it just something that came up when you had your baby so from the age of 20 to when I had my daughter at 24 a lot happened my whole life changed and just to give a little context around that so I was a nurse and I qualified as a nurse when I was 20 so I was very young so I started this career um that was incredibly demanding. At the age of 22, my ex-boyfriend, we'd been in a relationship for about four years, left me. So just out of the blue. And that completely shattered my world. That was in 2012 at the beginning. And at the end of 2012, I went traveling. I actually came to Australia for a few months. And when I got home, it was two weeks before Christmas, at the end of that year, And my parents had separated whilst I'd been away. And they didn't tell me. And I understand their reasons for not doing that. And I've made peace with that. But when I came home, they were not together. My dad didn't live there anymore. Like my whole world had changed. And I came back into this environment. And my mum needed me. That's the only way I can describe it. She needed me. And without question... I was there for her without even considering how it had affected me. And I moved in with her. We bought, she bought a new house. I moved in with her and I lived with her for the whole of the following year. Within that year, I actually met my now husband. So I began to transition towards a more serious relationship with him. He didn't live near me. So I was doing like a two hour drive to see him more often. And my mum was putting up a lot of resistance to this. The only way I can describe it is her behavior just got worse and it got a little harder to ignore. And, you know, Ed, my husband was like, Michaela, like, that's not, that's not normal. And no one had ever really said that to me before that that's, you know, that's not right that she's doing that. And that's not right that she's saying that. And it just began planting that seed. And then one day I was literally on a break at work and I just rang her because she was having a hard day and, Again, as a parentified daughter, there was this huge responsibility and this huge obligation and guilt. So I used to ring her to just check on her, you know, like a mother would to her daughter, I guess. And um, she was not good. And I said, you know, well, I've got some shifts booked this week. I'm going to stay. And she, that was not what she wanted to hear. And she just, you probably, you know, you know all about narcissistic rage. And she just lost it she lost it and she just packed up my entire room that day and put it all in bin bags outside the house wow yeah it it was it was a lot and then I just yeah I just collected my stuff and went to stay at my dad's but I remember my dad being like you can't stay here for very long because I don't have the room and it was that point when I was just like wow okay I don't I really don't feel wanted and it was just, it was really hard. And basically it pushed me to live with my husband a lot sooner than we'd wanted to. And I don't think I've ever really said this before, but I'm going to say it because I just want to be completely honest. I, I fell pregnant unexpectedly and I 
wanted to have a baby literally to just feel what I was not feeling you know to fill that void and I I made the decision to have my daughter from the wrong the wrong place it wasn't a healthy place in which I made that decision which is why I think which is why I know I struggled so much with it and obviously not having my mum in my life because all that unraveled at the same time so yeah it was a lot that was that was a really long-winded answer I think to your question but no, but it was it was really necessary because so many things happened, didn't they, all at the same time. It was like a domino effect of just all mm. those different things. And I can understand just wanting to feel that connection and that, that relationship with that baby that you, you were having. I can totally understand that. Mm. So did you cut your mum out of your life at that point or were you still part of each other's lives but not so much? It was very, it was very on and off. So when that happened and she essentially kicked me out, I guess that's what happened. We didn't speak for about a year and I fell pregnant in that time. And I remember just wanting to tell her that I was having a baby and I went to her house. I was quite, I think I was about six months pregnant. So I was quite big. You know, I had a bump and it was just, it was a very emotional meeting. She was incredibly emotional. There was a lot of, and I think this is what's been really hard for me on my journey. And I'm going to bring it up because it's something that I have this conversation a lot with women and it comes up a lot. There was a lot of remorse and a lot of vulnerability, which is very common with vulnerable narcissists. They are vulnerable people. They don't have a solid sense of self. So you do see that a lot. And when it's your mother, there's obviously that, that aspect to it that is just so profound. So it made it very hard for me. Well, I was, I, was, I was right back where I started with the guilt and just feeling responsible. I felt like I needed to take care of her. Yeah, and then we spoke for a couple of weeks after that meeting and I started to ask questions because I started to really, I wanted the answers to things that had happened. As soon as I began to ask that, switched again, back, defensive, angry the rage you know and I'm just left like what what is going on you know which again is really common and at that point again like I started to get really stressed I ended up in hospital with high blood pressure and my husband was like enough like <laughs> you're gonna have a baby in three enough and it was very very low contact I told her that and this was hard for me this was a really hard boundary to set but I told her that I just wanted it to be me and my husband when I gave birth and I didn't want her at the hospital, but I would keep her updated. I would let her know once the baby's been born. She turned up at the hospital again, you know, dis discounted my boundaries, which is not uncommon. So that was really hard. And then after I had my daughter, we didn't speak for about a year. So I did the whole first year without her which was incredibly difficult. And then she came back in and out again continuously until now. So for the last six years. Wow. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. It sounds like when she had you more in her control as a, a child mm-hmm. and a teenager, all of this was subtle but it was there and then as soon as you showed your power decided you knew what you wanted for yourself and started living your own life it sounds as if it all got a lot worse absolutely absolutely yeah that's just the nail on the head it's absolutely what it is and it is all about control it's all about needing to feel safe and that control and that was that was definitely it with her it was the same with my dad, you know, their dynamic in their marriage, even even the same with my brother. So I have a younger brother. He's two years younger than me. It's even the same with him. And I'm not going to I won't go into this too much because of time. But I just want to say it was slightly different because narcissistic mothers do tend to treat their sons differently. They tend to treat siblings differently, but especially more so when it's a daughter and a son. And that's mainly because. I guess when you think of their fragile sense of self, they get a lot of value and a lot of self-worth from their sons. Mm, interesting. I haven't actually is, heard that before. So that's usually where it kind of comes from. And, and just to go a little bit deeper on that, you tend to see quite narcissistic women having better relationships with men than women. And it's all this, it's, it, it's the same kind of principle of, feeling like they get a lot more value from men rather than women interesting so when you say your mum's coming in and out of relationship with you popping in and out of your life is that about giving love and then withholding love is that what she's doing to you is she coming in and trying to be the loving mother and then is she withdrawing that love yeah like I do I do believe I do believe that was her intention so the thing with me is, and this is like a, a huge value of mine, especially talking about this and in my work, is grace. I know it's taken me a long place to get to this point because I used to be, I was very angry about it all and understandably so. I do believe my mum absolutely tried her best within her limitations. But she's just so unaware of her own wounding and how that's projecting outwards because of that unawareness she just became this incredibly toxic person and I think she wanted to love me but she didn't love herself she still doesn't love herself so she was never going to be able to love me in the way that I needed her to and the way that she wanted to and I think it just got to the point where I was just so sick of the false promises and the nothing changing and I think this is that this was a huge shift for me I started to really understand and see that her actions just were not matching her words. 
And sometimes it takes you a long time to get to that point, even though it sounds really simple. But that was a huge turning point for me. And you described your mum before as a vulnerable narcissist. Can you just explain what exactly that is? Yeah, absolutely. So vulnerable, sometimes known as covert. So it's kind of the same principle is somebody that basically has little to no self-worth, no self-esteem, no value, no, they don't hold any value within themselves and they definitely don't feel safe within themselves and their body. So they get that source from others in essence. That's, but it, it's just, it can, it's very, can be very malicious, very manipulative and very, I would argue very, if not more destructive because it's just so hard to spot. And when you're, when you're in the grasp of that, confusing, overwhelming are probably two words I would use to describe it. Yeah. I think the confusing part is one of the biggest ones, isn't it? Because it's so, some of this stuff is so difficult to detect, like you say, and you just think you're going crazy. Mm. And you can't even explain it, I don't think, sometimes to anybody. We've talked quite a bit about the mother wound on this podcast. How do you think having a narcissistic mother exacerbates the effects of the mother wound? So the mother wound really is self-oppression. So I find that the easiest way to describe it. It's this self-oppression, not only within ourselves, but also that's then projected outwards. You see it in society. And when your mother is more narcissistic on the spectrum and more toxic, that just becomes magnified my how do I how do I want to explain this I think the thing with a narcissistic mother is they just become so consumed by resentment and by all of these repressed emotions that they've not dealt with and feelings about themselves and about the world and about other people it just it gets really dark it gets really dark and then they can't deal with that they don't know how to they feel all these feelings coming from their daughter who hasn't had to give up what they've had to give up through no fault of her own. But they don't understand those feelings coming from within them. They think it's coming from the daughter. So that just gets projected onto her. So the mother wound exists in everybody. It exists in everybody to some degree. And it does exist on a spectrum. So it makes something that's already hard and already something that you've got to unpick because of hundreds of years of oppression in women it already makes that a lot lot harder do we need to understand that our mother is a narcissist in order to heal our mother wound because i'm assuming there's a lot of people who don't really understand that Mm -hmm. fact absolutely and i love this question i'm so glad you brought this up it took me a long time to really understand this we become so consumed understandably so this was me too so i get it but we come really we we can become really consumed in diagnosing our mother as a narcissist it becomes it can become really important that we can slap a label on it in order to make sense of how we're feeling and our experiences i would argue 
that it's not necessary. It's not necessary because what can happen is we become so consumed by it because we're so afraid that under the inherent belief, the underlying belief is there's something wrong with me. So we need to attach a label to it so that we don't have to really look within. Does that make sense? Yeah. Helps to understand, obviously. It, it really does help to understand. I remember first learning about the word narcissist and that's when the penny started dropping for me. And it really, really helped. But it's really important not to get stuck in that place because really healing the mother wound isn't actually about your mother. It's about you. It's about you. And it's only you that can do the work. You know, I have women saying, you know, I live with her or she's 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 passed away or I, you know, I, I speak to her every day. Like and I'm like, it doesn't it, it really that doesn't matter because it's you. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Thank you.